Welcome to From Cork with Love Adventure, the only programme from Cork, Ireland, in which you can hear what it's like to be Irish in Cork from the point of view of a totally unrepresentative man. This is Paul Amani welcoming you to the latest episode. Walking with my dog Louis after lunch before I pick up my daughter from school is great, especially when you're walking through autumn leaves that have fallen off the trees and there are plenty of them. As a kid I used to love, and I still do as an adult, kicking up the leaves, kicking up the autumn leaves and the sound. And it's good also to go walking without Rebecca Solnit. You see I've been reading Rebecca Solnit's book Wanderlust, The History of Walking. I've been reading that as I've been walking and it's been fabulous. But this is a time off. This is walking without any, any reading. A little bit constrained by the fact that as I walk around the estate, Louis is on a lead. And on a lead means I have to hold the lead. So how on earth could I read a book if I wanted to even? But I don't want to. That's what I do. I've just realised that. The dog is looking at trees. I've got all the paraphernalia for doing with his business if he decides he needs to do it. There's a little breeze. I don't think that's too bad. And, and, I've got some news for you. For the last uh, two weeks, God, it doesn't feel that long. For the last two weeks, I've been learning how to make video. And by make video, I don't mean just point the camera and shoot and show things like I've been doing on Periscope for a very long time. I don't mean the kind of videos that I just throw up. I mean ones where I've thought about how can I make an emotional connection with the audience? How on earth could that happen? And what are the what are the the things that help you to make an emotional connection with the audience? I give you a little example. If half your face is in shadow, you're not going to be able to make as good an emotional connection with your audience because you know you're a, sh- you're, this, you're a shadow of your your former self or something. If you're if you're looking down on the audience right up, the, you know if you're if if the if the lens of your camera that you're using is is low down, if you're if you're using. landscape, the opposite from landscape. Vertical, if you're using vertical, upright, that won't be so good either because there'll be black, uh, a bit like, I suppose this would be my word for it, a bit like, you know, death notice on either side. No, God, it's lovely here. It really is. My neighbour's at home and somebody's visiting him. Right, good for him. There's nobody around walking, by the way. Most people are away at employment or else, well, all involved in being employed at doing something. I'm employed walking the dog right now. My, the dog's 
business is to do whatever the dog wants to do, and my business is to do whatever I want to do. So this this uh, video thing has gone on now, you know, two two weeks. There have been ten particular pieces of advice that we've been given and we've been shown in action and we've been invited to practice. We've also been given a whole load of topics, one a day, which have been really interesting. I mean, what well, today's topic was about imperfections and it is, what have you learned from the imperfections of your videos during the last couple of weeks? Because one of the mantras, in fact, the mantra of the entire learning experience has been connection, not perfection. That's it, yes. Connection, not perfection. And it made me think today that if the woman running the, the show, if you like, and she's the online coach, highly impressed by her, her name is Neve. but if what she did was perfect, we'll say, if she carried out every piece of advice that she was giving out to the letter without exception consistently, I, I would be terribly impressed, overawed, and I'd regard her as inhuman. Because she also says, do the first take. Do not sit back and do a whole load of different takes. She says, you know, just go with the first one that you do. And I love that bit of advice, obviously, because I'm a kind of raw guy who likes, has always liked to do the first cut and hasn't been all that keen to do editing and certainly not keen to do re redoing. The only things I ever edit out of pieces of audio that I make are silences. It's great, actually. There are some apps that you can use. This one I'm using at the moment is I can just suddenly stop if I just feel like talking to the flowers or chatting with an earthworm. And then I can come back and I can cut out all that silence and carry on. And I suspect that it's the space between the words, certainly the space between the paragraphs, that gives people an opportunity. Oh, I'm not going that way because it's getting too windy and you won't be able to hear me. The space between the words. I get overwhelmed, and maybe this is only me, I get overwhelmed by the fluidity and energy and pace of some people's speech. Where they go at you like this and they leave you and there's nothing in between it and therefore the next topic is ready to do and you must always remember to do this and next week I'll show you how to do that and the following week we'll do that. And I must say the biggest influence on my life has been so and so, etc. I'm no good at that. I'm absolutely no good at connecting, emotionally connecting with someone who speaks like that. Now, culturally, there are, I believe, some groups of people, as opposed to single individuals, who do speak like that. I've been told that there are some places, and I'm not going to name them, wouldn't like to stereotype, but that there are some cultures in which people speak that quickly. One of them is Kerry in Ireland, because the 
local people in Kerry speak really fast, not a bit like me at all. In fact, I probably speak more slowly than most Irish people. But then again, I've developed a technique of sending people off to sleep, which very few Irish people would be able to do. And certainly, I've never heard anyone from New York able to send somebody off to sleep. Oh yes, Manhattan keeps you awake. Or aspiring to live in Manhattan keeps you awake. So here we go back to the, the biggest pile of leaves. They're yellow and brown. And there's a slight reddish tinge sometimes. The leaves on the trees, some of them are still green. Very few green ones have fallen off the tree, as you'd expect. And these colors of yellow and brown, there's a red one. I was going to say ochre, except I'm not 100% certain. I'm not 100% certain of what color ochre is. But I do know I love the color, and I do remember seeing it in Egypt a lot. A lot of houses in Egypt, in parts of Egypt I went to. Out in the country now, miles away from, not, not in downtown Cairo, were ochre-colored huts, which... I think had been built there for a long time. Some of them were mud huts. Anyway, this, these leaves are more than crunchy. Uh, I'd forgotten really how good the autumn is, or else it was the fact that we had such a dry summer in which things went a particular shade of brown and these leaves are not that shade of brown at all. And we have got very strong green grass now growing. Let me just get a leaf and crinkle it for you. Okay, here's one. Throw it down. They're a bit damp, actually, when you pick them up. It rained last night. In fact, it rained so much it influenced my, my plans for the day. But I've learned something. Well, I've learned more than I could... And I could tell you about because, you know, most learning's unconscious. It just goes in and you discover afterwards you've learned something. Okay, Louis, that was your business. And you did exactly as much or as little as you wanted to, didn't you? There we go. And it's now 14.38, which means I have, I've had too much tea already. I'm just going to turn on a bit of Joe Duffy, Ireland's most popular talk radio show. You know, they just came to mind because they said they, they, they came in looking for this uh, uh, mail that they saw came in through the, CA, through the, the cameras. And it's what do you mean? Uh, what, what, what age is he? He's 15 and he's, he's six foot plus. And 15-year-olds like and hang around and buddy around with other 15-year-olds. Yeah. But if you're yeah. saying if there's other 15-year-olds in that club, he can, they cannot come into your apartment and your, no, your boys are not going no, to theirs. They're not even allowed, even 17-year-olds are not even allowed in the apartment when the mother going to to put the bins. To, you know, like the bins okay. are away from the apartment. So, like, if you're going down... Is, is, it, is it, they're like, you know what would be said, what is it better than the B&B? Um, no, it's worse. Mm -hmm. It's an open prison, that's what I call it. Open prison. Um, 
I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know, Joe. Um, like, I have a, 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 this hop steam thing, so yeah. I have to wait, look around for a hop house. Look around for a rapid house with a housing assistance thing. So. Okay, okay. Okay, um, Letitia, uh, There we are, that's about some situations in Ireland, people's accommodation and what restrictions are placed on them and I'm not sure if she was a refugee or you know what why she was restricted maybe she was homeless and was put into a place or offered a place or was living in a place which isn't her home kind of some kind of temporary accommodation and there were restrictions on her anyway that's all another topic the adventure of walking without Rebecca Solnit. And in case you've never heard of Rebecca Solnit, she's written a book called Wanderlust, A History of Walking. And it comes highly recommended if you're interested in walking and reading about walking. I hope to have the honour of your ears again shortly. That was from Cork with Love Adventure, sponsored by Nobody. This is your host, Paul O'Mani, saying I hope it was worth your while listening. Bye for now.